Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Is competition good for children, whether it's in sport, in all aspects of life, through school? I heard Shane and Kira talking about this earlier this morning. Um, take a listen, though, to um, the Limerick uh, Professor of Physical Activity for Health at the University of Limerick, Catherine Woods. There's definitely a role for competition. I think uh, competition is important um, and children learn through competition. It's really how the communication of the competition is given to the children, the climate that they're exposed to in which they learn. That That's the difference. That's the challenge. So I want to know, do you think is competition good for children? Is playing to win the wrong philosophy or are certain sports better at including children of all age. Paul is with us on the line today. Paul, I mentioned this at the start of the programme. You coach both soccer and GAA. Do you think competition is good then for children? Yes, competition is good, but I think it has to be managed. Um, so I, I, I've seen it in, in situations where players that are considered weaker are left on the sidelines, but my opinion would be that if they're not getting game time, they're never going to improve. So my philosophy is everyone gets a game. And how how long should you, in your opinion, Paul, how long should you keep that running for? That everybody always, you know, gets play time or game time? Well, me personally, I, I will keep it running as long as I can. Um, I, at, at the moment with the soccer team, I have 15 players. And my rule is, uh, if you don't start this week, you're promised to start next week. And it doesn't matter how good or how bad a player is, I keep to that promise to the best of my ability. It depends on how many players show up each week. Mm. But um, the rules change, I think, when the kids go to under-16s football, where you're only allowed three, maybe it could possibly be five substitutions. But at the moment, at the level we're playing at, you can sub on and off as many times as, as you like through a like. game. And at what age is that, so, sorry, Paul? That's under 14. Under 14, okay. And that's very much in, in the kind of the the formative stage too, where, you know, exposure to sport is important, it's beneficial, and that's probably around the drop-off age. Yes, we've lost a couple of players already this year. Um, I don't know why, but they've, they've dropped away. Um but, yeah, we've been lucky to hold on to the 15 that we have. Peter is with us as well, Paul. Peter, do you think is there too much pressure on children? I think there can be, Andrea. Yeah, a lot of pressure. Um, firstly, I suppose I come from a literally GA angle of things and especially the girl side of underage coaching. And uh, I wouldn't be a great believer in uh, the element of, you know, the number number one and number two teams and A and B teams. Uh, to me now, you know, say, as Paul was saying, probably at under 16, to me, up to under 18, kind of like uh, literally, it should all be about skill development and playing with your friends and having fun and enjoying playing. Whereas I think, kind of like, I've seen an element creep into one or two GA clubs where I think some coaches now, you know, 99% of the coaches are pretty good, but uh, there's an element of uh, coaching where you're almost, they become obsessed with chasing trophies rather than the development of the actual players themselves, which, you know, is a shame to see. So then is competition beneficial in all of this? Or is it 
I think I I think kind of like you know from what I've seen. I mean, like there's an element there for say if you merge age groups, and I've seen it kind of like uh, from my side that you tend to lose, especially on the girls' side. You you tend to lose girls. You know, they tend to drift away because they want to be playing with their friends. Mags, fun. Yeah, Mags is with us as well. Stay on the line, Peter and Paul. I, I want to hear from quite a few people on this today. Um, what's your view on this and the importance of competition for children, Mags? Hi, Andrea. How are you? Thanks Good. for having me on. Um, so I, I don't mind competition. My daughter does gymnastics and she does uh, a competition a year. And it was in gymnastics, uh, in Gymnastic in the with Gymnastics Ireland. And they have like really divided each category up into each section into very small sections where children can compete at their own level. Mm. Though sometimes it ends up that there's only a few competitors in each level. And it happened at the weekend that there was only four in my daughter's category and they all were from the same club. And they did. I, I presumed when I saw four, I said, right, they'll surely do a third, a joint third. But they didn't. They did a first second, third, and they left one girl out by herself. They had the three girls up on the podium, they had called them up and they had left that child on her own looking at them. I mean, I actually couldn't celebrate my own daughter's success. I was so gutted for that child. It was it was just unbelievably cruel. It was on another level of, of cruelty, <laughs> you know. Like, okay. I, I wouldn't have minded if there was six or seven in the competition and for a second, third, there'd be a few left out, okay? And that's, that's life. If you enter a competition, you've got to expect that. But to leave one person out on their own at that age, 10 years of age, I mean, really, like, there's no, you know, like, what's the reason, what's the rhyme or reason for that? So, so there was four in in this particular um, in this particular category. There were different yes. categories in the age group. It's under tens, is that right? It was, yeah, well, it was from nine to twelve, and there was different. There was, yeah, there was um, different categories in this in this section, and in this just particular category, there was just four. Just four. It just happened to be that four four competitors at that age. And, and when the winners are called out, they took out the plinth and it's a lovely moment or the podium and you've, you know, box one, two and three and three yeah. girls get up and stand on spaces one, two and three and there's one 10-year-old child then standing yeah, in fourth were, position off the podium. No, she wasn't on fourth. She was just left on the stage. They were called up from a, a, a mass area that they were sit- sitting sitting on and there was and she she was left. Obviously. Okay, so she wasn't called up to the stage. No. Effectively, it was no, no, she wasn't. No, but like there was, it, it was very obvious. It was, it was, you know, first, second, and third. Like, you know, really, could they not have done a joint third? You know, and does that happen? I'm, I'm not terribly familiar with gymnastics. Is it commonplace that you'd have joint? Like, does you know, does that happen? Will, will they do a joint third or? I, I don't know, but like, could they not have done it just uh, with? with when there was four in the competition, if there was five or six, like, and there was a few people that hadn't, you know, gotten the medal, fine. But the fact that it was just one person on their own was really, you know, really cruel in my mind. And you know, you, it would turn that child off competition, like, you know, I, I'd imagine the child, I'm probably feeling it more than the child themselves. The child maybe has gotten about it at this stage. But I, I just really felt this, like, that 
that this was just really cruel, I thought. And were other people because, you know, I was thinking in my mind, I know certainly from my Irish dancing days, Mags, it would have worked particularly at a kind of a um, competition or national level that, you know, the podium was there, you'd one, two, three, and then four, five, six, seven, everybody else would just stand, you know, along the stage and get their medals and you wouldn't be on the podium. So I'm I'm quite familiar actually with this and uh, how this works and not not being on the podium. But um, so I understand the, the impact that this can have. But did, how did the like how did the child and the parent and other people react? Like, could you t- sense there was upset? There was, there was, but I, I, I didn't. I, it was kind of, it was quiet, but there wasn't a huge amount of people there because they had they had done their their bit in the gymnastics, and then there was a few say a few sections that had been called up to, uh, into a different room to get their to get their medals, um, but. This was the only section where there was four of them and there was one four. left out. There was another section where there was six or seven of them and there was, you know, a few of them they left on the mat together. But it was just the section that there was just one, I thought, oh God, you know, like in my mind, that was really, really cruel. Um, and in your case, Mags, obviously your daughter was on the, the podium, but your she, your heart yeah. sank for... Yeah, exactly. I, the I little girl wasn't. Yeah, I couldn't even celebrate my own daughter's success because myself and my husband mm. were disgusted for the other child. You know, we were both, we, we just felt it. And as I said, she, she might be absolutely fine, like, but I would just hate to see a child give up because of that. And and you could rightly see, like, you could see them doing it because that's really hurtful. Whereas if, if they had made sure that there was more than four or... If, you know, if they see that there's four in a competition, can we not just do a joint third? And say if there's five or six, that's fine for a second third. But if there's four in a competition, then you do a joint third. You know, would 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 you agree with that, Peter? Like I suppose that you're talking about children, as Mags mentioned there, between nine and 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 twelve years of age, or in and around the kind of ten, eleven bracket that. You know the inclusion and the participation part is probably more important, maybe at that age than arguably the the medal. Yeah, I, I would indeed. I, I think um, I think at at times, you know, there's an element there that we, you know, children aren't tools. They realise at some level they're being judged, even if they don't make, you know, to the top tier, and it certainly doesn't motivate them. Uh, to stay within the game, be it GAA, be it gymnastics or anything else, they want to enjoy it. And if they're literally, I suppose, gone like excluded, so to speak, you know, they're not going to remain at that sport for too much longer. They're going to leave it. I mean, I mean, like I would say I've seen kind of like at first hand, I mean, uh, or our under 16 team, there was a girl there that was playing and uh, literally, she was playing for literally uh, the B team. And uh, even though there shouldn't be an A and a B team, because like once you hear a B team, she feels that she's not good enough to be on the A team. And all her friends are playing on the A team. And she turned around to me there. I think it was at a county final there last year. Even though she's been playing, say, football, GA for the last eight or nine years, I don't want to do this anymore because I'm obviously not good enough. And for literally a 16-year-old to turn around and say that to you, you know, what are we doing to them? You know, it's, it's, and also, sorry, Andreas, sorry 
to go on. But uh, the ironic thing is, I was at a course there, I think it was two months ago, uh, a camogie course, and I was talking to one of uh, the senior camogie uh, coaches of literally our county team, and she said that literally they sent a questionnaire to all the players on the panel, said, why do you uh, want to play camogie for your county? And the number one of the top items was because we enjoy we enjoy it. It's actually fun. And that's literally, that would be an age group for 16 years but upwards is, to late 20s, yeah. early 30s. Is, is there a difference though, Peter, when it comes to a 10-year-old and a 16-year-old? Because I, I'm just thinking like the 16-year-old is probably, and I'm not in that specific case, but I suppose at what stage, you know, at what age group do we do we say that, you know, there will be people on an A team or a B team or there'll be people who'll get into certain courses and certain, you know, programmes in college, etc. Like, do you know, do you know, do you know the point, like the point I'm making this? Like, I, I don't know what, I, and I don't have the right answer to this, but I, I don't know what, at what age then do we kind of introduce competition? Because there's competition in life. Oh, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I suppose kind of like this, the philosophy that I take is like literally I'd uh, kind of like coach them all the the same way up and I mean like I'd like to see a focus on uh, literally I said skill development and what have you up until the age of say eight, you know at least 18 and then after 18 you know I think kind of like the young adults then and they know themselves, but I, I think introducing it, I mean, like I, I've seen it being introduced at 12 and 13 and it, it's just shattering some girls. No, I Andrea, totally, I totally you, appreciate you know. that at 12 and 13. I mean, I, I, I get that. And, and, you know, but I mean, if you're to leave it to 18, like at 18, you're, you're doing your leaving cert. And, yeah, yeah. you know, people are going to not get the points they want in their leaving cert and they're not going to get their first choice course that they wanted. And, you know, there's I suppose there's there's a lot that happens at 17, 18 in life as yeah. well that I just wonder, oh, yeah, do you need yeah. that kind of do you need some introduction of resilience and and the skills that you kind of you pick up throughout life through whether it be gymnastics or GAA or sport or whatever to do you know, because there is an element of, of disappointment that will come for many oh, people course, that even start. And I'm not course, saying that's right or wrong, but I suppose, how do we how do we kind of equip people to deal with that? Like, Mags, do you have a view on that with regards to, I mean, when do you, you know, like there is going to be the county team. There's not going to be three or four different versions of it. Like, so when do you bring the age? What is the right age then for, or is there a yeah. right age? I, I don't really mind competition. I think it motivates children if done correctly. Um, like we would almost just tell our daughter, look, look, try your best. Make sure to enjoy it. Of course, like that's the number all, number one aim of the whole thing and to continue on with whatever sport you're in. Enjoy it and just do your best. And then you are going to win. You are going to lose as well though. And I think losing is just as important as winning because when you lose, you you have to pick yourself up again and that's life we have to all pick ourselves up again we are going to get knocked I'm not really too sure of when is the correct age mm. to introduce that to children I think it probably differs some will take it better than others um, I suppose I think with the teams well, or, or I suppose with all sports as well I think it's very important that 
like suppose with gymnastics Ireland they have divided it really well as in there is a section for everyone to compete in and I suppose that's for the soccer and the football as well that your B team there's no point in those the, the girls or boys on a B team to be competing against an A team because they're not going to succeed then and See, that's, I would have thought that's that was a good, I actually would have thought that was a good thing yeah that's a good thing the that they are divided that they are divided in and they can succeed in at their level um, it's, it's really it's both up to the child, the coach, and to to see their own strengths in whatever they're doing. But again, the competition supposed just within reason, like just the first, second, third, and leaving out a fourth. And for me, like I, I take a different view when you're talking about somebody at nine and ten years of age than I do to people at, at seventeen and and eighteen. And I, I like I, I just go back to the the dancing point. Like you know, I remember you had you had the bun mm-hmm. grad and the man grad and the yard grad, and they were basically the gold, bronze, and silver, or whatever ABC, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. And and there were three different levels at which everybody could compete at whatever age, and you could compete within you know. Beginners, intermediate, advanced, effectively, and there was place in that comes with that, and and I and I think that's very important to have actually the the different teams that come with it because not everybody will be an R grad and not everybody will be making the A team or the the county team. I would have thought actually having other teams meant there was more inclusion. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan weekdays at midday on News Talk. And we're talking about whether competition in sport is good for children or should we be encouraging them to just play for fun? Like this texter says, under 18 training should be for fun and kids should be encouraged to participate. 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to join us. Dermot is on the line. Dermot, is playing to win the wrong philosophy? Playing to win is not the wrong philosophy at a certain age. For children's sport, um, I think the, the the greatest driver of competition in children's sport are over uh, zealous coaches and parents. You put massive expectations on their children. Um, from my own personal point of view, I was involved uh, for well, as a player and um, coach 45 years in soccer. And the last five of them was as an, an academy uh, assistant at Cardiff FC. And my b- biggest thing was the fundamentals of football has to be fun or a tone's mental. So that that's basically it. Children have enough pressure in their life up until the age. Well, they get pressure throughout their life, but up until the age of, say, 12, maybe 14 years of age, you can start introducing the competitive end of it. Um, I heard one of the lads talking about roll-on, roll-off there with substitutions, um, that he wouldn't leave anyone sitting on the sideline. That that would, would work to a certain extent but it doesn't when you come to 14 years of age where you have lads that know what's going on and know that someone's always a little bit back. He's not playing to the full of his potential so he's holding the side back. The A teams and B teams, an awful lot of clubs, Water Salt, have moved away from that. Leagues have moved away from uh, you know one or two to colour-coded systems of A and B and stuff like that. But the parents and coaches put an awful lot of pressure on children, yeah. Mm. Really do. Like there's a lot of texts coming in from listeners. I, I want to try and get through them, but I want to chat to people as well. You know, really, a lot of people seem to take the view that anything under 18 should be just no. for fun, Dermot. No, Which 18, I find, no. like... No, it starts... With, with, with the way that we normally do it is um, the club that I was involved in. Up until the age of 
maybe 12. 12 you start, do you really start introducing the competitive end of the game. Um, if you're talking about bringing children on, you have to keep it fun. You have to keep it interesting. You have to keep them playing within, you know, children never develop the same. Nobody develops the same. Everybody develops at their own pace. And if you have the luxury of being able to um, bring a child back to a team that plays to suit them, well and good. But if a child uh, doesn't reach that standard uh, as another child does, like say the A team, you, you don't throw him onto the A team for 15 minutes because he'll end up leaving because he's not playing as good as the rest of his teammates or whole teammates. Okay. So the, yeah. you know? so, Eric, do you think the idea of the A and the B teams is a good thing? Uh, again, like most of your speakers uh, today, when you get to a certain age or when a child gets to a certain age, it, it moves towards A and B because the children are very conscious of where they are on the scheme of things. So, for instance, I'm a, I'm a coach in a secondary school and I coach first years. So most first years are 12, 13, maybe even 14, depending when they're born. And they realize halfway through the year in first year, uh, the, the, the boys and the students realize where they are in the pecking order in terms of their ability. So, for instance, at the moment now, um, we have we've kind of we've graded them into two levels. And so we have the top two levels are mixed. So you might have 40 boys training in the mixed standard. And then you have a weaker group. And the last day, as it happened, we were short some players. So I went down to the weaker group and I asked two or three of the best players in the weaker group or the strongest players if they wanted to move up to play in the match with the better players. And they didn't want it. They were happy enough. They said they wouldn't be able to first. So what we've, what we've done there and what a lot of clubs do is they have a, they have a layered system. And look, certain... Certain children at puberty, they start puberty at different ages and some of them develop much bigger and stronger earlier. Um, so you have to layer the sport to accommodate the ability of the students. So you you, you, you do drills to their, to their standard, you do uh, exercises to their standard, things like that. And that's what, coaches, that's what coaches do. But the key part is keep it fun for everybody. And if, if you know as a child that you're the weakest person in the team, it's not fun for you. But um, like so, the point has been made earlier as well that like this has already happened this separation um, and people seeing a difference in ability and level in the classroom. Yeah, like you're going to have the, you know you have honours and pass maths English Irish so there's already a separate like you know there's already a separation that has happened so I just wonder why it's different then and seems to be different in sport and so well, different like. Yeah, up at a young age, it's a lot of it's about fun. And I see this in my own children. They like playing sports. Even, even sports that they might be as strong as others, they like playing it. Their friends are playing it and it's fun and they keep it interesting. But I suppose as you go up, the competitive nature in some children and in, in parents and coaches starts to come to the fore. And some children have a natural, they have a natural uh, ability at a certain sport, um, just an inherited natural ability. Mm. And they have the ability to excel at it. And I suppose like we look at it as kind of performance versus participation, and it's striking the balance. But I, I, it yeah. is striking the balance, but I, I do think that the participation. I like. Don't get me wrong. I think it's extremely important. I think there's a certain yeah. age, absolutely, and I would have thought, and I'm quite surprised actually at the number of texts from people coming in today um, who are not in favour at all of the idea of kind of. A or B teams or different categories that everyone should just be on the one team. I mean, I, I would have thought that from a 
exposure to sport and getting the benefit of the social skills and the physical activity and keeping people involved in the participation aspect of it, I would have thought then that having the different levels would have would have certainly allowed for that. But it seems a lot of the listeners don't think so. John is with us in Roscommon. John, you've two daughters involved in sport, is that right? That's right, yeah. That's right. How important do you think competition is? Absolutely the most important thing going. <laughs> it makes them makes them better. It makes them better girls towards life, everything. And if if just picture this scenario. If I bring my younger daughters into your house this evening and they're all tugged out and they walk in from football, what's the first thing you're going to say to them? You're not going to say, Had you a great time playing sport? You're going to say to them, Were you playing a match? And the next word out of your mouth is going to be, did you win? It's not going to be, had you a great time? Had you fun? It's going to be, did you win? Mm. And these kids, it's all about winning. And when they lose, it's great. It's great for them in life. Like, my wife is very sick. And we have a thing coming knocking on our door. And am I going to tell these kids it's not going to happen? It is going to happen. And it's life. And you've got to get on with it. And I think the sport between winning and losing, it gives them that ability. Like my girls lost finals and they ball crying after it. It's the way of life. When they go to, into a job and they do something wrong, what are we going to say? Oh, no, that's not wrong. You didn't give that person the wrong change. They're okay. It's fine. You have to know the difference between right and wrong and losing and winning is the way it starts off at a young age and it builds them up. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's absolutely fabulous. So you think there's... there And, and, and what do you sort of um, regard, John? Like, what would you think is the kind of... I, there's no, I don't mean the right age, but like, you know, I listened to Mag's story earlier and talking about the nine and the ten-year-olds, and, and I, I would have absolute empathy in, in situations like that. I mean, I would think at 18, in my mind, that's... That's too like I think that needs to be the competitive element needs to be brought in a lot earlier than that. At least twelve. At least under twelve. Has to be. It has to be like, and then you we're on about oh the good team and the bad team. Like I managed a team there, and now it was older ladies, but they know whether they're good enough to be there or not. It's the parents that's wrong. Parents have these blinkers on, and they think, oh my kid is better, and she, I want her there, and because. Maybe they were good at sport or whatever. They think their kids are going to be the way they were. It's the parents that's wrong. I'm telling you, they're muddy cuddled. It's the parents that's wrong. Like, get me a many kids now with fine trees anymore. You can't climb a tree now in case you fall and hurt yourself. You can't go after frogs pound in case there's any contamination in the water. Like, we're stopping our kids, but it's fine to have them sitting in front of a screen all day. The whole thing is up in a heap and we'll put in for it yet in years to come. Mm. Competition is absolutely fabulous. Can I ask you what age, John, or even roughly what age your your girls are? I have two girls. They're under 16 and I'd be... (laughs) And they play for for a common senior team. Right, okay. And a lot of parents, a lot of parents would think this is totally wrong. They shouldn't be up there. They get burdened out. They get burdened out. out. They get burdened out, and they get this. And I'm going to tell you something. They work in a shop in Strokestown, three evenings a week, which they're so lucky to have. And he is such a fabulous employer. He accommodates the football. I'll tell you what. You know, people has 
we don't see the, the, the greatness in some people. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. But they have nothing else on it. And they go to school and football and it... it Look, if we win, we lose. Yeah. We probably should have won a competition this year that we lost and lose enough them made them better girls than they are. And the best team won on the day. And it was great to see the yeah. other team winning because it brought the other team on. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, no, I, t- I totally take your point. Like I... And I, yeah, and I spe- I'm, I'm, and I'm, 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 and I don't want to, 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 to push you at all, John, but just when, when you mentioned your... Um, just your the you know you mentioned your circumstances and family circumstances at the moment, but I suppose there there is I'm sure in your mind there's the element of the resilience that comes with um I suppose the diff you know the the winning and losing a sport and like you talked about you know um family members there a few moments ago like that like that like I suppose this is this is all a part of it like and they have a huge family of football friends now that will be there for them when it happens whenever it happens. And a lot of them people would have gone through it as well. Ah, oh, look at And the winning and the losing. And Roscommon are <laughs> knocking on the door of a lately ladies team and just nothing going our way. But we're losing. But our day will come. This, the way it is, is these... Oh, it's, it's so important. It's mm. so important. I'd have it at under 10s. Would you believe that? Would you, right? I would. You... I would because it builds them. Andrea, it builds them for things that's going to happen. We don't know what's... I have two girls, 11 and 12 as well. So, so like, we don't know what's going to happen in life. Do you know what I'm mm. saying? I just think it's great. And I think a lot of parents are have them wrapped up in cotton wool. And it's time to get them over it. Do you know, they're all allowed to go to the bog now and foot turf in case they hurt their back. Like mother divine, yes. Where are we gone? This country at all? I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I, 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 t- I take your point, John. Um, I, I take your point completely. Uh, I think a lot of people probably inclined to agree with you, uh, as well on on a lot of that. But look, I, I wish you well. Um. And you know, I, I know, I know you mentioned you've difficult circumstances at home, but I, I wish you well and, and mind yourself and, and the girls too. And thank you for for joining us here in the program. That's John there. A lot of support for John, I have to say. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, weekdays at midday on News Talk.